This is the Date Night Podcast with Amber and Kurt. Welcome back to the Date Night Podcast. I'm Amber. And I'm Kurt. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We're, I'm all right. We're just plugging along. We are. Just, yeah, nothing. It's Advent. Yeah, nothing too exciting yet, I guess. No, the wind is blowing. Ugh, let's not talk about the weather. Oh, sorry. I'm kind of a downer. Yeah, let's, let's talk about something a little different. So I have my story for that happened. Okay. But it's not our typical story that we typically talk about. It doesn't involve anatomical parts of bodies or poop? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this story hits a little close to home for me. Literally or metaphorically? Metaphorically? I'm not sure. I don't know how to answer that. Okay. So this story was... I read this story first back on... Let me find the date. Uh, It was like three days ago. Three days ago? Okay. Yeah, like three days ago. The story was written or the event happened? The event happened. Okay. Well, kind of both. Both, but. okay. So, Omaha, Nebraska. Close to home. Close to home. Mm-hmm. The zoo there, the Henry Dorley Zoo. We've been there. Yes, we have. Zoo and aquarium. Yes. Yes. So, and uh, Not ahead. a fan of zoos, by the way. You're not? No. Oh, that seems like a hot take. Yeah, go ahead. But you don't want to go into it? I don't want to steal your... I don't want to steal your time, no. Oh, okay. So, a, a situation happened at the zoo that I, mm, a worker was injured at the zoo. Okay, because the, is the zoo closed at this point for the season, or is it still open? I don't think so. I think they stay open year-round. No kidding? I think so. Yikes. Okay, anyway, go ahead. I mean, uh, yeah, anyway. I mean, the aquarium part's inside, obviously. Right, right. Okay, okay. So, um... A worker was injured mm-hmm. at the zoo, mm-hmm. okay, in the jungle exhibit. Okay. Okay. Would you like to guess what, how yes. the worker was injured? I would. I, I don't know, but I feel very confident. I don't know the story, but I feel very confident. Okay. I think the, the worker in the jungle exhibit mm-hmm. was climbing a tree to retrieve an animal that was in the tree and he fell out of the tree. Wrong. Am I close? No. Okay. I felt really the confident worker, about that. Here, I'll give you another hint. The okay. worker was injured by an animal in the jungle exhibit. Um, t- by a tiger? By a big cat? No. By a snake? By an animal that I didn't think would be in a jungle exhibit. Oh, okay. Um, the an- did the animal attack him? Essentially, yes. On purpose? Uh, apparently. Okay, I need to hear more. So the the injury occurred on the person's leg. Okay. The injury went through the employee's like protective boots. A bite? No. A claw. No. I feel like I'm playing twenty questions here. Yeah, I don't know what's left. Is this a tail whip? Yes. Oh. Is this a lizard? No. 
I, I'm so confused. A stingray. Why is the stingray in a jungle? I don't understand. I did not think that the the stingrays would be in the jungle exhibit. But yes. So they were injured when the stingray went the, through the boot? Went through the staff member's protective boots. Wow. Yes. I can't believe it would go through the boot. That's right. So the EMTs took him to the hospital. Like, and like the original story was like, like we need to make sure that they're okay and, and we have to watch them and everything. I, I, I feel a little emotion around this. That's why this is close to home. It is. Yes. 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 Because they were like, we have to make sure that they're, I mean, they did say the injury is not considered life threatening. Ask Steve Irwin about that. Right? Right? So, yeah. Did you know that there are like a thousand to two thousand stingray stings a year? I did not know that, but that makes sense. Um, I mean, the beach, there's a lot of beaches. Stingrays are considered shy and gentle. Okay. I get the shy part. Well, I mean, I mean, they, they get scared. I mean, they're, they're not stinging. They're stinging because we're in their territory. It's true. I mean, it's not like they're stinging because they, like, they're not coming into our turf. <laughs> they're not, like, strolling into our house. They're Str not coming up through the sewers is what you're saying? No. <laughs> they're not strutting into our place. Um, we are in their territory. It's true. And they're yeah. just mining their own beeswax. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I can imagine that they're gentle. Yeah. So I just, I wanted to share that. I'm a little, con I'm a little confused. I thought maybe that the stinger would be removed. Because in some of these places, the stinger is, like, where were we where we touched them? This, at that same zoo. Oh, is that that same zoo? So they have an exhibit, the, oh, what is it called? Uh, hold on, let me see if I can find it. The stingray beach stingrays that's where we went that's where we went where you could actually touch the stingrays. and they have no stingers there this is the direct quote they are also managed differently so that they are unable to sting okay that is what the um president of the zoo okay said okay but the stingrays that live in, in the jungle exhibit i don't in understand the that. jungle exhibit are not i am having a hard time even even remembering where that was at I don't think we went in there. I, it, uh, I don't remember seeing water in the jungle. I don't. Or like a tank in the jungle. Yeah, the live jungle exhibit. Hmm. Okay, well, good to know. So if you go to the Omaha Zoo, steer clear of the jungle stingrays. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm guessing you can't touch those, but. Fair. But, uh, so you may not know that, but that happened. So, main topic. Main topic. Main segment. Whatever we call it. Do we even have a segment name for this podcast? I don't think we have a I segment. Okay. It'd be cool if anybody listening has an idea. Yeah. Um, we're open to uh, comments and text messages of what to call this. Yes. Yes. Comment Comment on the, the post. Anyways. Um, we're going to talk about banned books. Not books for bands. Ban <laughs> See what I did there? 
band, I, but B A N D. Oh boy. oh boy, I didn't even. Yeah. Versus B A N N E D. Yes. We're going to talk about the B A N N E D books. Books that have been challenged. Yes, those books. Yes. Or requested to be removed. Yes. Um, yeah. So I've done some looking into books that have been challenged or banned, um, and yeah, so. Oftentimes, the banned books conversation comes under fire with the First Amendment rights, right? right? Freedom, freedom of speech. You know what we can read and view and hear. Um, so, so that's often a an element of the banned book conversation. Freedom of speech and uh, First Amendment meaning you can't tell me what I can't read. Or, or, or is this like First Amendment like? you can't suppress my writing which from which aspect um kind of both it's so here's a quote uh, dedicated to preserving our first amendment right to decide for ourselves what we read view and hear as a fundamental element of free speech and expression so that would that's coming from the reader's standpoint right right yeah. if the government suppresses the books now you've suppressed my ability to choose what I take in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there, there are numerous books that have been challenged over the years. So I have some stats from 2019. Okay. Um, that's the most recent information I could find at this point. So in 2019, the American Library Association tracked 377 challenges to books. And so this is schools, libraries, um, universities, and, and other services in that capacity. So this has to happen at the local level, right? Yes. So challenges have to happen. This is not a state. Like this has to be brought to like your public library. Right, right. So I can't just walk down to the state capitol in Iowa City and say, I want this book banned. I have to go to the library. There's a, a I mean, lo local process. You could. I could, but. But typically what happens is it's like school boards and I libraries okay, and that okay, type of thing. Okay. Um, 566 books were targeted in 2019 to be, to be banned. Um, I have a list of the top 10 most challenged books in 2019. I don't recognize many of them. Uh, the one I do recognize is the Harry Potter series coming in at number the nine. The Harry Potter series was challenged? Number nine. Number nine in 2019, like ninth most challenged? Mm -hmm. Does it say why? Banned and forbidden from discussion for referring to magic and witchcraft for continuing for containing actual curses and spells and for characters that use nefarious means to attain goals. Oh my. Yes, yes. Okay. Oftentimes, um, the, the, one of the common themes in books that are challenged or banned is um, the diversity aspect, the LGBTQ mm -hmm. um, IA plus content. Um, covering covering those topics, that's typically the most um, the most challenged. Um, but 
um, some of the, um, so here's some of the reasons for, for challenges. Uh, racist comment, nudity, racial slurs. Wait, wait, nudity? Mm -hmm. Like pictures? Uh, pictures or descriptions. <laughs> okay. Uh, drugs, drinking, anti-police, graphic illustrations, fake news, political viewpoints, religious viewpoints, hmm. transgender character, gender dysphoria, sexually explicit, um, influencing vulnerable young people, sex education, profanity, uh, biasness, violence. So you kind of get an idea of, of this. Okay. Um, can, I, can I ask a question mm -hmm. about the process? Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm getting ahead here. So if I'm no, getting ahead, no, you can Frank, tell me. Go ahead. So if, if I lobby or request a book gets banned from say, our child's elementary school. Mm -hmm. Is is that then banned, like, from the elementary school library or from the entire school district? I, From what I understand, it depends on how you approach it and, how, and what you call for. So, like, oftentimes, the, well, there's kind of two ways. Is one is the book under question has been assigned reading to... Oh. A student or a class. Oh, I see. And the parents say no. Mm -hmm. Or it's in the library and the parents say no. I see. So it, yeah. So so it's possible. I, I'm just trying to understand. It's possible that some of these books might be banned in one school library, but not another school library. Like right. age appropriate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um. So yeah, I, um, in 2019, um, it, there was a 14% increase in the number of... Wow, in like requests mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. petitions or whatever? Uh huh, mm -hmm. oh, over 2018? Mm -hmm. From last year, mm -hmm. from 2018. Hmm. Yep. What, what do they attribute that increase in or for to... <laughs> Here to four. I'm not exactly sure. I don't have that information. Um, but like there have been instances of senators bring, you know, like there is the kind of the one where Ted Cruz during the, um, the, the Supreme Court justice I'm not sure. I don't. You, oh, you haven't. Um, I'm not. I don't know what you're referring to. Let me see if I can find it real quick. Um, yes, <clears throat> Ted Cruz um, held up a copy of the book of a of a a book um, during the confirmation hearing of Supreme Court Justice Justice Brown. I don't know how to say her first name. Can John? Kintanji Brown Jackson in April of 2022 to question her about her views of critical race theory. Mm. Um, the book he held up was called Stamped Racism, Anti-Racism -Raci Anti and You. And he, he was calling this to be banned? He, he does not approve of this book. Okay. So... So I think those types of things are, are what, uh, it's increasing 
awareness. Right. Too. It does not seem, and you you have data in front of you. Um, I do not. Mm-hmm. It does not seem that. Um, hmm. How how do I want to say this? It seems as though um, race is one of the largest, like most commonly used reasons that that I hear we hear kind of anecdotally. Mm-hmm. Does the data support that? Um, Maybe not in 2019, huh? Right. Um, race, but um, the LGBTQIA sure, plus sure. Um, is is that the, like those two are really yeah. the hot button mm-hmm. um, hot button approach topics. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it makes me wonder if if you. Well, do you know, like, is this idea of banning books, is this a, a, a fairly, like, recent phenomenon? I, I know there's, there's stories of, like, burning books and, mm-hmm. like, physically removing, but mm-hmm. is this sort of bureaucratic, diplomatic removing? Like, is this, has there been a, a, a rapid increase in the last 20 years? Do, do you know? From what I see... No, there they have. This has just been an ongoing thing. Um, I, I'd be curious to know how the reasons change over time, right? Like, like obviously. Um, well, I don't want to say obviously, but but that list of reasons is going to reflect hot social issues, current social mm-hmm. issues, right? Mm-hmm. So it makes me curious what that list would look like in in 1980. Yeah. Um, so I also have a list of, um, some of the top, um, uh, top books that have been banned, um, and the reasons with the year. I have heard and read some of these books. I don't remember all of them. Like The Great Gatsby was, was challenged. For what? Um, in 1987 for language and sexual references mm. um, by the Baptist College. Um, have you ever read the book The Catcher in the Rye? I've not read it, but I know it's kind of seen as a classic, right? Yeah, and it is a like huge list of... Um, the most recent one was 2009 that it was I mean, that book challenged. is super old, right? Yeah, the first time it's listed um, as being challenged was in 1960. Oh, wow. So, yeah, I have not read that one. Um, Some of the other ones that have been challenged, The Grapes of Wrath, To Kill a Mockingbird. That one, that surprises me. Was that for race issues? Some of it was, like, words used, like curse words. Um, Oh. it was challenged in 1980 as a, quote, filthy, trashy novel. Oh, man. Um, the, it was challenged for, quote, uh, psychological damage to the positive integration process and represents institutionalized racism under guise of good literature. Oh, interesting. So it's being, that's being contested from the other side of the race issue then. So it's kind of... Kind of both sides, yeah. Huh. Um, uh, let's see. In 2009, um, 
parent objected to language used in the novel. Um, hmm. Yeah. Are there any other books in front of you that we would know? Um, yes. Or that we would have read? Lord of the Flies. Oh, that's right, yeah. Was tested, contested, uh, 1984 by the, George Orwell. The book, Orwell. 1984? Mm -hmm. If Okay, side note, if you haven't read it, you should definitely read it. I don't remember. I'm sure I've read that one. I don't remember it, but... Um, of Mice and Men, I don't think I've read that one. I've heard mm, of it, but... Th but see, that would also, I think, be one of those that would be considered, like... I, I don't remember it either. This but. one's got a long, long list. Well, I mean, like, one of the characters, like, murders a child. Yeah, I don't remember it. But but, but he's, he, like, loves too much. He's, he's... Is this the book that the movie The Green Mile is based off of? No. No? Okay. No. But, but I think if I'm thinking of the right book, I, again, I, I'm thinking these are like middle school, early high school books, I think. But mm -hmm. like one of the main characters is um, uh, intellectually delayed or disabled and like mm -hmm. think, thinks he's mm -hmm. hugging and embracing mm -hmm. and showing love and ends up like crushing a child, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. I haven't, yeah, I don't remember that one. Uh, Brave New World, I know I read that one in high school. Animal Farm. These are all George Orwell, right? Those are? Those were. Um, Gone with the Wind, Native Son by Richard Wright, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Slaughterhouse-Five. I don't know any of those. Some of these I, I remember reading. Um, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> because of magic and wizardry. Um, it says it was burned in New Mexico in 2001, <laughs> along with other Tolkien novels as satanic. Okay, so can I insert a thought? Mm -hmm. I, I I want to support people's um, I want to support people's right to like go through the process to ban a book. Mm -hmm. um, sorry, a dog is barking. Yeah. Um, like, I want to support people's right to do that, to say, mm -hmm. I don't like this, and I want this to go to a process. Um, what I don't like is this public display of burning books. That's different. Burning books is different. Mm -hmm. you're, you're not seeking a process for the good of the community. You are making a scene. Mm -hmm. Like, you're mm -hmm. making a point. Mm -hmm. And I don't like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so so those are those are nationwide. Okay. Um, I have some, I looked into Iowa a little bit. Um, so of course there, there are, um, some, some towns in which we are well familiar with that are on this list for, um, for challenging and trying to get books banned. Um, so yeah, one of them was as recently as 2018. Um, so in Iowa, some of them that we would recognize is The Hate You Give. Oh yeah. It's challenged. Um, not sure you, we would know many of the other ones. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the most familiar one we would have. We would, you and I would be aware of as we've read but yeah, so like, what are your what are your thoughts on on these 
this idea of I hate to say censor, sen, censor, censorship. Yeah, that word. Um, that's, yeah, but that's kind of where it leads. So, what are your, what are your thoughts and in, in on this? Idea? That's a good question. I I feel like I mean we've been we've been um, talking about talking about this for <laughs> weeks now. Yeah, a so while. I've been trying to process kind of where I land and what I think, and mm -hmm. I I feel like I just kind of waffle a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think there is part of me that that wants to appreciate like if if someone has a has a disagreement or a problem with a book or doesn't want their kids to read a book, I like I I don't want to say. Our dog is really barking. Again. I think I think we're getting a delivery. Oh, okay. Sorry, third chair. Um, <laughs> just wanted to name the dog barking. Um. Anyway, I like I want to support people's right to say, "Hey, I have a problem with this." Mm -hmm. I I just don't know if the legal process to say it's not right for anyone mm -hmm. is the way that I think. Is best to go about this. Mm -hmm. You know, there's some of the conversation. I think maybe what's unfortunate is some of this conversation should actually be about age appropriateness mm -hmm. versus being banned for everyone. Right. Right. I I think I have much more um, grace and compassion to have conversations around age appropriateness mm -hmm. and like what needs to be in an elementary school uh, library versus a middle school versus a high school library. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'm much more willing to have that conversation, not to take it out of a school district or a public library in general. Mm -hmm. I, I'm much more willing to say, yeah, I'm not sure this is good for a, a third grader. Right. Um, Here, here's here's another piece of that that I think about is like I think of our kids, and our kids are very different. Yeah. When it comes to books, and I think what one child can handle at a certain age, another child may not be able to. Right. Right. So even so, even saying age appropriateness is. Is still pretty big. It, it is, <laughs> and, and and I think even then my brain goes to say, I'm I'm willing to have that conversation when it comes to assigned readings. Yeah. Like I think there probably is some nuance and some art rather than science to figure out what books teachers are giving kids to read. Right. Right. I I, I think, and I think for me when I say age appropriateness, I probably think of sexual content more so than race or gender or transgender. I, I, I think I, I probably go towards like explicit content. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's maybe where my age appropriate conversation goes mm -hmm, first. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but, but if it's just, if, if it's, if it's in the library and one fifth grader can handle it and another can't, I, I think, I think that kind of falls on the parents. Right. I wonder, right. I wonder, especially in a public library, mm -hmm. I, I think even, even school and public are different. To, I could see to some degree you could separate them out yeah. a little bit, sure. 
I mean, if if our kids are going to the public library, I mean, they're, they can find anything in the public library. Right. It's it's on us. Right. It should be on me, the parent. I, as a parent, I would not expect the librarian to say, "Oh, this isn't appropriate no, for I you." No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. I, I would be okay if she said, "Hey, not sure if you're aware." Yeah. Yeah. But I would not expect. I I would say that's that's me as a parent. Yeah. If my kid comes home from a the library with a book that I'm like, oh, I'm not so certain about that. That's on me. Yeah, you wouldn't say, gosh, I need to talk to that librarian, or or right. gosh, we need to get this book out of there. You knowing you, you'd probably just return the book. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. So so I. Again, I think when when I where my comfort level comes into question is typically around like sexually explicit yeah. descriptions or right, right. see not around race, not around gender orientation or, or even sexual orientation. I, I don't think I have any discomfort. I, I have there's, very little discomfort. Well there's also an element that, that you and I talk a lot about as as we have a child getting older who reads a ton of books. Yeah. We let him read probably a little more advanced reading, but we also have conversations with him. Right. Like we say, we we either tell him beforehand, like, hey, there's these things. And then after, you know, we follow up with him as he's reading or, you know, we have conversations about what he's reading because I, I think it's important for him to hear and to read experiences from others because right. I can't I can't even explain all right all right. of those experiences right it's right. just it's just not I don't have those experiences so to try to explain them yeah isn't possible and and I think there's even I mean well what what do you what do you think before I expand the scope of that conversation what, what else do you want to add um, about the sort of school, public library, kids, parenting conversation. Yeah, I, I, I have been trying to figure out what would it take yeah. for me to say this. Requ- I'm going st- solely to the required reading right. from a school. What would it take for me to go to the teacher and say this is not appropriate? Um, I think it would take a lot for my teenager. <laughs> we can say that now we have a teenager. We have a teenager. We, I think it would take a lot for that, but I don't think it would take quite as much for the younger, our 10-year-old. Our so what sort of content do you think it would take? I, th- I think it would be the sexual um, explicit Sexual orientation, I'm. I wouldn't be as quick. Yeah. Because, I mean, let's face it. My daughter, our daughter, has come home with some books, and I've let her read them because I'm like, you know what? She's. She needs to start being aware. You're talking like, two moms, or like like you're not talking about explicit when when you say yeah. she's come home like yeah right right but these are the sorts of things people want books banned for right right the yes main characters have 
have two moms instead of right, yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I care very little about that. Well, I mean, the other piece is, if, is I, I only have so long to be able to influence or guide or I guess shape our daughter. Um, well, both of our kids, like I only have so many opportunities for that before she's out on her own, before our kids are out on their own. And if I wait until they're 18, 19, like I've already lost that opportunity. And so to protect them from that forever, I think is a hindrance of like, okay, how do you navigate this? What, right, right. what, you know, because there is an element of like understanding there are, there are different viewpoints and how do you handle this and navigate this and, you know, walk through this and, and, and like love people that think differently than you. Yeah. And see them as people right. and not as yeah something yeah to be scared of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I think we're on a similar page mm -hmm. when it comes to parenting. Um, I, I also, maybe naively, I, I just don't know that what people often think is at stake is actually at stake. I don't I don't know that I fear my kids reading one book hmm. that has you know a character with two moms or a a racial issue or like I I don't fear one book like influencing my kids beyond the control of the rest of the factors of their life. Mm -hmm. Does that mm -hmm. make sense? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. So I think maybe sometimes there's a boogeyman created there of sure. like, of, of thinking well, you know, we've protected our kids or shaped our kids, but this one book is going to throw that all out of whack. We need to protect them. But so, what? What about this? What? What about? Let's take the kids out of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know some of these are kids' books, but not all of these are kids' books. No, right? not all of them are kids' books. So, so what do you what do you want to say about the idea of adults having books banned or books not targeted at kids or schools? banned books that you and I couldn't go to the library right now and check out and read I number one why why do people do that why do you think that happens as as functioning adults I think it's because we struggle to be able to hold tension between this is something I believe in but there's someone who feels differently and I don't know how to hold that tension and mm -hmm. maintain relationships because there's this like fear of like I will lose something or um yeah I think it's I think it's that like there's only so much pie and if I figure out how to live in this tension I will lose something um yeah so do you think that's appropriate to to have a book that you and I as adults can't go get at our public library? I have a hard time coming up. There are, how do I want to say this? There are books that I know are out there that I don't have a desire to read. Do I care if somebody else reads them? No. 
I don't care. Will I ever read them? Probably not. And at the end of the day, like, sure, read them. That's totally fine. Yeah, yeah. So, like, someone else's decision to read a book really isn't, it's not on me. It's not impacting me. If I'm not forced to read, it's, it would be different if the government said, okay. Oh, boy. You know, know, like, you know what I mean? Like, you have to read these five books in right. order, you know. Right. The different story. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that, you know, Jane Smith wants to go to the library and check out this book, that doesn't affect me. Yeah, yeah. I can see it on the shelf and go, yeah, that's not for me. And that's okay. Like, just like not everybody has the same opinions on clothing. Like, yeah. you know, I, I guess maybe that's a little naive and maybe that's, yeah. Why do you say it's naive? I don't know. I, I uh, maybe it's not, maybe naive isn't the right word, but maybe that's too simplistic, or too simplistic to expect adults to be adults and you not to be responsible for <laughs> anybody else's actions. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But but we have known people that have felt very passionately that they need to get certain books off of shelves in a public library and that's that, like I, that's not my thing but it and, and it's usually fear-based right our experiences have our been, experience yeah yeah the, the the some of these folks although well-meaning I, I mean i think it's important to say that everybody does the best they can with what they've got mm -hmm. and, and feels deeply that this is for the good of Mm -hmm. the community mm -hmm. but it's usually based out of fear if mm -hmm. if this book stays on the shelf oh man slippery slope what yeah. next society's gonna collapse society's gonna and, collapse yeah the yeah. the church will fail and and mm -hmm. you know all these sorts of like we're sort of the defense the last defense right right right, right. yeah i just don't know that i buy that right and and i don't I don't know how, I don't know that I feel real great when books are used as weapons mm. to tear people down or to, yeah, I, I, I think that that can be so detrimental on so many levels that using books as as a way to to get at people is just a you mean like banning the books as a way to get banning them and and banning them and yeah yeah because oftentimes we we don't understand because we haven't had a conversation right right like we make a lot of assumptions but we don't really talk to the author and, and find out or, or we think we know because we've read one page out of the book. So, yeah. I mean, isn't it usually about, I mean, so this is kind of a tie into like all of life. Isn't, isn't the reaction usually about what it makes us feel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I just wonder if all this boils down again, talking about adults here, mm -hmm. let's set the school stuff aside. 
Like, is, mm -hmm. isn't it, if you boil it down, isn't it really just about how uncomfortable it makes me that you want to read a book that I don't approve of? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or that I don't know, I don't know how to, I don't know how to handle. Right. I don't know how right. to have the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to add this. Um, I mean, we would say from a Christian worldview that there is truth in the world. Mm -hmm. And that if, if we dig deep enough for truth, all truth comes from Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think with that in mind, I, I guess I don't have any problem saying, you know, as a, as a whole, if we seek truth enough, we can read any of these books mm -hmm. and, and we can discern, yeah, this just is not true, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or this is just not good for us, or this is just mm -hmm. divisive, that, mm -hmm. that if, if we truly seek to discern and understand that, that we can we can discern between edifying and destructive right we can discern between um lies and truth mm -hmm. I, I think that's why you know i i think that's why i tend to take this like i i don't care read whatever you want and, and i i kind of want to trust you i know not you but in this example <laughs> i can i kind of want to trust you Mm -hmm. to do enough work to say, you know what, I read that book and it's okay, I can set that aside. Mm -hmm. I, I, don't have mm -hmm. to, I don't have to believe what the author, I don't have to take on what the author wanted me to take on. Right, right. right? I can set that aside. Sometimes we hear, sometimes you hear banning books around, you know, Nazism or white supremacy. And certainly I don't advocate for any of those things. Right. But I, man, I, I, I certainly would hope that we could, that we as functioning adults, could, any of us could read a book on white supremacy or Nazism and say, yeah, this doesn't pass the truth check, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And set it aside and be educated, mm -hmm. be educated on what, what one group of people's views are, mm -hmm. maybe even seek to understand mm -hmm. and set it aside without taking on what the author advocates for. Right, right. And that we might actually be better for that, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rather than saying, "No, we're going to suppress that voice so so that I don't have to discern truth and lies." Right. So that I don't have to be uncomfortable. Right. And and again, I don't. I don't. I just don't know anybody that would advocate like white supremacy and Nazism. Feel like the one that most of us are going to go. Yep, we agree. That is not edifying for our community. And and I just I don't. I just don't think it does any good to ban it. Right. I wonder if it actually maybe does more harm. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it fuels fire more. Mm -hmm. Well, because oftentimes the, the, the voices that you're trying to suppress are minorities. Right. And well, that's certainly true with the race conversation and with the gender orientation or mm -hmm. gender identification. I mean, it's certainly true mm -hmm. in those mm -hmm. cases. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. you, you lose the voice of the margins, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so is there anything else you want to say about? I feel like there's a lot more, and we don't have time, but... Um, <laughs> I, I just, yeah, thanks for bringing this up. I think this was a good conversation worth having. I hope, I hope it stirs, 
I hope it stirs some thinking and some wondering and some curiosity in folks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Wow. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. So, Kurt. Yeah. It's time for our one of our favorite segments. This is one of our favorite segments. What you reading? I just finished a book called Managing Leadership Anxiety. <laughs> the face you're making right now. <laughs> so let me let me describe the face for the third chair for the listener. You know that face when someone's looking you right in the eye and you say something that they care nothing about? <laughs> I wouldn't say I care nothing about. I, no, I'm just trying to describe the face. The face was like, oh. Like the, oh, the glossy, like glazed over, like half smile, like <laughs> nod, like, oh, that sounds awful. That um, sounds like a smart read. <laughs> I, what? Managing Leadership Anxiety by Steve Cuss. Um, it's a very good book. It's very similar to Faith Walking. So if any of our listeners know about Faith Walking, um, it, it's, it's, it's a good read. I don't know that there was anything super revolutionary in it mm -hmm. because of our, my faith walking experience, um, but some of the things were just framed in a little different way that was a little more helpful. Directed um, toward like church leaders. Church leaders, not mm -hmm. just necessarily. Yes, it, more towards leaders or organizational leaders or okay. leaders of people. So, so that's okay. maybe the extra part. So it sort of gets into the faith walking stuff, but then gets into the practical, like here here leader here are some tools to okay. help you lead gotcha. um, in anxious situations so okay um okay. it's pretty good i'd recommend it um <laughs> but based on your face you probably won't be reading it uh probably not but okay. that's okay that's because, okay because you're not gonna ban it are you i'm not gonna ban it okay, don't don't because you it. can read a book well, that i don't care to read and that's cool i already read it so you can ban it all you want um amber yeah what you reading so I just got done with a book um, by Michael Crichton. Uh, yeah. We are on a Michael Crichton kick. You are. You, you uh, inspired me to read this one uh, called Airframe. We s somehow owned it. Um, I believe my... Like for a long time. I believe it was my grandmother's. My grandma owned a lot of books. Seriously? Yes. She owned a lot of books. And so okay. I believe that's where it came from. So... Yeah, so I read Airframe. It was really good. And we've both read it before, right? I don't remember I've it. read it. I'm sure you probably have. And I'm going to read it again. Yeah, it was really good. It was a good read. Good read. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I finished that one just this past week, so. And, okay, I'm going to call you out a little bit. I'm going to mm -hmm. call the nerd factor out here a little <laughs> bit. Okay. So we have the book. Uh-huh. But you were listening and reading both, right? So you would listen when you could and read when you could, correct? Yeah. <laughs> and this was not like an ebook on your phone. This was not like the same device. No, it's an audio book. Right. So it's not like you were listening on your phone and then reading the ebook on your phone. You were listening on your phone and then moving a bookmark in the book. Yeah. As you listened. <laughs> why? Why? I'm failing to see why this is a bad I, thing. I just—it's not a practice I've ever seen before. So it—it it, well, the I, idea I, of the hybrid of listening and reading—I—I I don't know that I could do both. But it's the same book. Well, I know, but I—I I, 
they're very different experiences for me, the, hmm. the listening and the reading. Yeah, see, I like to do that because I can get, I get through the books faster. And when it's a really good book, like, because I don't always have time to sit and read the book like I would like. I don't find the time to sit and read the book, but I want to, I want, I want to read the book. You want to hold the book and flip the pages. I like to hold the book and flip the pages, yeah. but yeah. I don't always have time. And so like when I'm driving in the car, you know, whatever, I'll, or taking my walk, I will listen to the book, to a book and yeah. I try to match them up. So then when I get home and I can actually like sit and read the book, I, so then I'm not like trying to keep track of multiple books at the same Right. So as, I, as you were talking, I was thinking, I, I will typically listen to a book and read a different book. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not sure. I was asking myself in my head, instead of picking up the physical book and reading it, would I just sit on the couch with my earbuds and listen to the whole thing? Mm. So I don't know. I, yeah, I don't see, mean to make fun of you. Yeah. But. And see, like, I don't like to do that if I'm sitting like on the couch. I don't want to have my earbuds in. I like to hold and read the physical book. So... Always, that, always the physical book over audiobook, right? Yeah, it, yeah. It, like if I were to rank them, it would be physical book, audiobook, ebook. Ugh, don't even talk to me about ebooks. Worthless, <laughs> worthless, <laughs> just worthless. Oh boy, that's hot a hot take. take. It is. So, anyways, but all right, all right. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs>